Today's opening quote is, and then there is the most dangerous risk of all, the risk of spending your life not doing what you want to do on the bet that you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later. Randy Commissar. Testing, recording from the laptop today, usually recording from the old mobile phone. Told you I stepped up in a life, you know, upgraded the old mobs. But um, battery's low in it. And the charge is not very long, so on the other side of the room, whoop de whoop de whoop. Long story. So I thought I'd go with the laptop and record. Now, I am just going to pause proceedings to make sure. Hold on. Heads up. You can record for up to 30 minutes in your web browser. If you'd like to record for longer, you can use any app on your computer and upload the file. Hmm. All right. So I'm recording on the app uh, just in case. Still using the old laptop. And I'm going to keep in the little chit-chat whatever I just spoke of a minute ago. Hi, people. Hello, good people. How are you? It is your inconsistent host, Sharon Harris, here for another episode of the Hot for Rooms podcast. How are you? I am in my next travel destination. Did I tell you that? So I think I said, I'm going to tell you when I get here, but I've been here for a few weeks now. I celebrated one month. Oops, did I tell you that? No, I don't think I told you that. Oh, maybe if you follow me on Instagram, you might know that already. But for those who don't follow me on your Instagram alarm, um, I really need to sort out my Twitter. I'm really inconsistent with Twitter. I'm going through things, people. So anyway, I'm currently in Grenada. I'm back in Grenada. It feels quite surreal. I'm just sitting here digging mosquito bites. I really, really do try not to scratch. I really do. I love my skin. It's incredibly amazing, if I may say so myself. However, the mosquitoes be biting, man. Damn it, it's the motherfucking sand flies, too. And yesterday, the weather has been a bit muggy, so it's all rainy season, right? And it's rainy season, and um, yeah, so I had the, the veranda door open as I do let the breeze in and whatever because there's no AC throughout the house like that, but it doesn't really need it because I'm on the house on the hill. I'll tell you about that in a second. So I had the bathroom door open as normal, blah blah blah. Then all of a sudden I just turned around and it was like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. If you see flies, oh my gosh. Oh my, it literally was like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. I was like, shit, get out of it. I literally just turned off the light and went upstairs. But as I get to the top of the stairs, shit, the bastards followed me, didn't they? So they hung on to all the lights in, in the in the house which has never happened before not once so that was a bit freaky creepy 
So, uh, yeah. Like I said, welcome to another episode of the Hot Foot Rooms podcast. Um, like, share, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram or help at Hot Foot Rooms. Um, feel free to make a comment or a suggestion on the Anchor app too if you have happened to have downloaded it or on the platform where the podcast is actually available feel free to make a comment on Apple Podcast on a Google Podcast on Spotify yeah man I'm there I'm all in places so what's been happening a hell of a lot right um now Oh, figurine. Do you know what? Yeah. All right, let's do this. So, I love just recording off the top of my head, by the way, but um, I'm trying to get a bit more professional. Don't know why, but... I am. So I'm trying to, um, what do you call it? Multitask. So, anyway, the traveler is currently doing what she's been called to do. And you, anybody that knew that obviously I went back to the UK for like way too long, longer than I, I had planned. But you know, the universe had plans, I just had to go along with it. So I finally answered the call to hit the road again and I'm currently in Grenada like I said so that's Grenada not Granada that's two different places that's not like just so you know Granada is in Spain Grenada is in the Caribbean just just putting it out there I watched an interesting video um a little while back an interview with um the actress comedian the actress comedian whose face I can see right now, and I can't remember her name. Oh my gosh, she's in Insecure. Oh, Drats. God, I can't believe I just went to mention her name, and I can't remember her name. Oh my gosh, that is so wrong. Flip. Oh my gosh, how did I forget? Amanda Seals, bloody hell. Ooh. Amanda Seals, the comedian. She's actually Grenadian. And um, what's funny is she's in the interview and she's like, I'm tired of telling people it's not to Grenada, okay? Because Grenada ain't the place where I'm from. It's Grenada, okay? Just so you know. So I thought, just, you know, send that a friendly reminder that it's actually Grenada, I'm at. Not Grenada. Anyway, we have established that. So, anywho, uh, I flew with British Airways for the first time in a long time. A long time in, like, probably double, f- no, not double figures. I went to Europe on a short haul, but for long haul, definitely double figures. So, um, I already said what the episode's going to be about. It's just going to be about me chatting. Sorry. Just like, we're not having any interview this week. Just like, because, I mean, I have some interviews to share, of course. But I'm going to talk about me. So anyway, the joke was, 
I got mistaken for a man at the airport. How? I do not know. I'm at Gatwick Airport at the baggage drop because I checked in online and thing. And one male staff member, one of the BA staff, was like, oh, excuse me, sir, your bag's overweight. He says this from behind me. I'm wearing a light pink fitted jacket and a dress. And my physique doesn't look masculine. Even though I have short hair, nothing masculine about me. So anyway, I turn around and say, oh my God. I'm really, really sorry, madam. Um, uh, uh, stuttering, face red. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, really, dude? You really mistook me for a man? Are you for real? Not even could be. Anywho. So, like I said, it's been a good few years since I flew with BA. And when I got on the plane, I remember why. So the baggage allowance is a real plus side for BA. You get 23 kg to check in. And you also get two pieces of hand luggage allowance, also at 23 kg. Although I didn't really maximize that because it's like, well, the more I carry is the more I carry. And I'm, carry, I'm you know, I'm traveling by myself. So I was like, oh, I don't really want to carry too much stuff. And then I got offered the opportunity to um, check in my hand luggage. So my little roller, my little rolly case, uh, I managed to check that in for free. So I only went on the plane with my laptop backpack and my handbag, which was good. So I could have really took full advantage of the, I need to stop scratching these mosquito bites, full advantage of the 23kg because I'm going to have bloody scars, man. Ah, the mosquitoes are out. And I'm indoors. I should have recorded on, on on location, you know. But um, I didn't get around to it today. And a moth has the audacity to be flying up in my bed uh, at the laptop. Fasty. I had to just clap that moth one time. I'm looking to see where it's parked up itself. Anyway, yeah, like I was saying... Um, so anyway, I get on the plane and I remembered why I hadn't flown with BA for the longest time. Because the food was awful. The plane was cold. How do you mess up pasta and tomato sauce? It wasn't even edible. That's how bad they messed it up. Give thanks. I ate before I got on a plane and I brought food onto the plane and I had snacks because I would have been a very unhappy person. And even, so that was the veggie meal. The chicken, oh my God, that thing stank and it looked weird. And then the pull-down tray, you know, the pull-down tray that you eat off of, that was dirty. I asked for a, for a wipe from the, um, thing was dirty. I asked for a wipe from the staff and she's like, oh, uh, uh, shrugging her shoulders and looking at me like, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? Thank God I got hand gel and wipes. That little table is nasty. And I don't use the blanket. Just 
just a word to the wise. Don't use that blanket. I don't give a damn if they've sealed it. Don't do it. I was listening to this comedian, um, Nicole Beha, I think her name is. She's talking about she was just flying within within the United States. And I forget which airline she was on. And she took out the blanket from the sealed bag. She says, oh, my gosh, something brown fell. Couldn't figure out what the brown thing was. To discover it was human feces wrapped up in the blanket. Who does that shit? So this is a comedian. She cracked a big joke saying it must have been some disgruntled staff member. was like, ah, 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 and shitting it and sealed up the bag. But still, that's just fucked up on every level. Not to mention how many hairs you really pull out of that that don't belong to you. Nah, man. I just kept my jacket on. And I was good. I normally rolled my own little blanket or scarf and I happened to check that in by, by accident. I forgot I checked it in. Excuse me. I am not bored. I'm just having a yawn. The sun's been beating off my skin, literally. So the the yawn is just um heat fatigue, not I'm ready for my bed. So let me give you joke of the week. It's a two-parter. So anyway. What I heard at the airport, because, you know, I'm just, like, be eavesdropping and stuff. I'm not a massive people watcher, although I guess I am. But I'm not. But I am. So, oh, the moth is back. Hold on. Yeah. Sorry, I'm all for, like, pro-life and everything. But the creatures will fly in my face while sleeping. I can't be dealing with that. So, anywho, sorry. May you have um, eternal life on the other side, the pet cemetery. Anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm at an airport now, wheeling my bags, um, trying to find some food because you know. I love her food. So anyway, I hear one girl talking. She's on her phone, obviously, to her brethren. One young girl. She's like, to her friend, you know, on the phone. Mum just bust off my room door today, yeah? Talking shit about rah, rah, rah. That's her voice as far as I'm concerned. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to hear that. The mum says, let me start again. Mum bust off my room door, yeah? Talking shit about rah, rah, rah. I don't want this foolishness in my house. That's what her mum's telling her, yeah? I had to tell her, shut up. I'm a grown-ass woman, yeah? I've got bigger things going on. Really? Well, that was interesting. An interesting piece of eavesdropping that I encountered. So I'm like, firstly, no black mother of sound mind is accepting such bullshit without kicking at your teeth. Straight kick down. Secondly, you, or anyone for that matter, is not no grown-ass woman or no grown-ass man for that matter when you're in your mother's house. It's her door. She can kick it off if she wants to. Isn't it her money that buy it? 
Okay. So that 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 was the joke. She's wheeling her bag for the airport, chatting on her phone. Seriously, I don't think. I think her mum probably jumped through the phone when she hung it up because you know mums can hear shit that other people can't hear. They got that supersonic hearing. So I think there might be like a news article about a woman in her early twenties probably just got a beat down with her phone in her hand by her mum. Just saying. So yeah, the the next joke, right? on the plane, stretching the legs and team walking up and down. It wasn't actually a 747. It was like one of the smaller planes. I don't think it had, no, it didn't have first class. It just had a small business class section. And then the rest of the plane was cattle class, which I was sitting in. I haven't yet, I'm speaking it into existence, called in, excuse me, haven't yet experienced first or business class yet I'll be praying on that in fact yeah I better put that in prayer tonight anyway I'm stretching my legs and um, put my flight socks on well they're not really flight socks sorry just having a sip they're not really flight socks they're like the, the free socks that you get from the hospital after you've had an operation shit they work the same way to prevent blood clots. Do you know what I mean? So anywho, I gate crash. Man corner. There's like three guys. 250 somethings. One guy that's that's about to turn 60. He looked really good too. Really um well dressed, like up to the time, keeps himself fresh and everything. Yeah, man. So I gate crash the little man corner and they're chatting away deep conversation and I realized that they had just met I'm listening to the convo and for a second I felt a little bit out of place but but yeah I was listening to the convo quite quite keenly so anyway they're chatting about all sorts like they get into the conversation about sex so my ears kind of perk up. So I'm like, oh, what's the story? So the 60-year-old, he goes on to talk about his little conquests. You know, I've been with this woman. She says she didn't do this, that, and the next. I showed her how it goes. Told her, do you like lollipops? She's like, yeah. It's a lollipop I got for you, girl. I'm like, okay. See, that's kind of slick. So anyway, girl meaning grown woman, not child. So anyway, he um, he goes on to say, oh, you know, there's one thing I wouldn't do. I would never have um, anal sex with a woman. I'd never have anal sex, full stop. Because as far as he's concerned, if you have anal sex with a woman, then you'd be open to having anal sex with a man. Let me just... um. As I said to him, and I'm going to say it on the podcast, that's the biggest load of shit ever. Please stop promoting such foolishness, okay? That's a lie. Dot com. All right? Just saying. 
if you want to have sex with a man and you happen to be a man, that's that's really the boat that you're rubbing, okay? Don't turn around and say, boy, if I have sex with a woman in her backside, I'm going to want to have sex with a man in his backside. That don't even make sense. That doesn't make sense. Like, if a woman kisses you on the lips, does that mean you're going to want to kiss a, a man on his lips too? If a woman gives you fellatio, does that mean that you would accept or give fellatio to a man? No, because it's foolishness that you're saying. Anyway, I did tell him this. It's pure nonsense, that what you just said. Pure nonsense. Anyway, back to the joke. So anyway, he's chatting away. He's talking about, you know what? When I meet women, you know, bear in mind he is married with the big fat handcuff on his hand, wife on the plane too. But anyway, he's like, when I meet women, I don't even bother asking for their number. Nah, man, I don't even ask them for their number. So we're all looking at him, man. Okay. So how you gonna, how you gonna, like, you know, get in contact? Because clearly your man, that's not on social media, Instagram or Facebook, right? So how do you plan to stay in touch? He's like, I just asked them for their postcode. Because that don't change. All three of us cracked up laughing. The man said, don't bother ask for their phone number. Ask for their postcode. Put it in your sat nav. Boom. You reach the yard. <laughs> you reach the house. That's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. That had me cracking up laughing on the plate. There's been quite a few beautiful blessings on this journey thus far. Even though I'm having a little bit of a struggle, but I, that's Mercury and retrograde for any of my, um, any of the people that are into that kind of stuff, planetary movements, the moon and all of that stuff, Mercury and retrograde. Basically, planet Mercury is doing weird things that are having effects on us human beings on the planet in a nutshell and so I've been feeling quite emotional I think I put a post on my Instagram a little while but I've been super emotional and like this journey has been a bit of a bit of a crazy one like obviously everything I do is a little bit unconventional and a bit off key however this time I literally jumped out of the airplane knowing my parachute didn't work so I'm just trying I'm just free falling it out of the airplane right about now and I'm trying to flap wings trying to coast open up my t-shirt whether or not it's going to help slow me down I don't know, but um, I'm, I'm trying my best to go with it as absolutely fucking scary as it is. I am, um, I, I plan to kind of ride the wave. So I'm here for a little bit, like a few months, a little bit. And so I've come sort of be outside of the carnival period 
I'd be here for carnival period and then back out of the carnival period. Because I I actually want to get a feel of whether or not this is a place I can live or this is a place I can have a base where I can kind of travel around and kind of come back to or whether I'm even supposed to be here for as long as I've been here so far. I mean, it feels like I'm supposed to, but, you know, I'm literally just riding the wave. For real, for real. I don't even want to pond upon that. I spoke to my my bestie today, just a quick WhatsApp, hey sis, how's life? And I said to her, if I told you how much money I had with me, you would literally tell me, find a way to bring your ticket forward and bring your ass back. Um, And so that's why I didn't tell her how much I have. And like I said, I'm riding the wave, same way. So anywho, on to other pressing matters. So what's the pressing matter I'm moving on to? Oh, yeah. So... Like I said, there's been lots of little beautiful gems. So one of the gems, the most beautiful gem, is literally as I got off the plane. Got off the plane, uh, I go to the air, you know, I'm in the customs or whatever you call it, entry. Give them a passport. He looks at me, looks at my passport and stamps and says, welcome home. Shit, for real? I mean, what? what? Welcome home? Are you supposed to say, like, welcome back? He's like, welcome home. Enjoy your stay. It's good to see you again. Pardon? Wait, I don't remember meeting him the last time. I mean, okay, obviously my details come up, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I'm kind of thrown by that. So anyway, I'm getting back to leave the airport. Got my luggage, securities just to stop me. Ask me about my bag. Ask me about where I'm staying. Ask me about how I'm getting there, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, cool. And he's on the other side of the airport. He's like, welcome home. Huh? Oh, my God, that's amazing. I get in the taxi. I told him where I'm staying. He's like, ah, welcome back. I went, huh? He's like, I said, how would you, did you know? I, like, how do you know? I said, because you're like the third person to say that to me in like five minutes. He's like, I could tell you've been there before. I was like, well, yeah, I have. I was here last year. But, you know, I don't remember seeing you. He's like, but your face doesn't look strange. I think I saw you. I'm like, what? That's balls. So, anyway, I spent two nights in uh, kind of like an apartment-y type thing. Apartment-type guest house. Um, on... Morris Bishop Highway. Um, And I'm really terrible about giving you guys the full details of where I stayed in Ish. Um, I'm actually going to pull this one up right now, actually. Hey, Hotels.com haven't given me my reward points. What's going on there? That's a bit rude. Gosh. Anyway. Stayed at this apartment on, on the highway 
They really haven't given me my points. That is so rude. Friggin' Roonies. Hold on. La Heliconia. It's a very strange name. That's L-A and then new word H-E-L-I-C-O-N-I-A. La Heliconia. I stayed there for two nights. Um, oh, crumbs, I better leave a review. Yeah, man, it was all right. It was all right as far as apartments go. Yeah, it's all right. Um, the downside about it, they've put a new pool there. They've done a little bit of refurbishment. It's like a full a little for apartment. Double beds. Um, was it AC in the room? Full kitchen with a um, dining table and like a guest sofa bed. So... I suppose it could be two people in the bedroom if you're a couple, top and tail, your bedroom. And then if anyone was coming to crash, put them on the sofa bed. Yeah, shower room. It was cool. It was cool. Um, mosquitoes were serious, boy. Woo-hoo. But the downside with that is because it's out near the airport, it's not really near anything. So but catching a bus, the bus stops directly outside the hotel. So catching a bus like in the daytime, isn't really that much of an issue because usually in the daytime, a bus will run out to the airport. Obviously, you've got staff going out to the airport and people coming back, coming to and from. The airport, the downside is by early evening, like six, bus ain't going out that way. So you got to pay extra. Be prepared to get skanked where paying extra comes into account. Because a bus fare is $2.50, and it's currently $3.33 to the pound, right, for my my UK listeners. I'm not quite sure what it is to the dollar. I think it's around the $2.50 region, $2.50 to the Eastern Caribbean dollar. And so bus fare is relatively cheap. I mean, it's super cheap, definitely compared to UK. Fucking hell. It's expensive to ride public transport in London. But um, when it comes to going on what they call off-route, trust and believe. They will charge you whatever. Whatever. So your 250 comes with an extra 10 in front. Possibly more. So bear that in mind. But yeah, the La Heligonia, if you're driving, you're nice because it's pretty much a stretch of road from La Heligonia out to Grand Ants, which is kind of, it's actually not the town, but it's the, it's like the, I suppose it's like subtown because town town is town, I guess, for the locals. That's kind of like shopping, banks, your bits and bobs. But Granance is pretty much the tourist spot. It's right by the beach. It's got like restaurants all around. Um, it's a bit, it's kind of like a hub, really. So it's it's more of a hub than actually town town is, oddly enough. I really think that Granance should actually be town and town just be called something else. But that's just how it is. Um, and also town is actually much cheaper than Granance. Granance is expensive. Food's expensive. Everything's expensive. But 
but obviously that's where the beach is, well, the most popular beach. But in terms of food, your toiletries, food shopping, um, just like general bits and bobs, it's worth the bus ride to town um, because it's going to be so much cheaper. Well, I mean, you can, as long as you can manage the hustle and bustle, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. Like, I've been, you go to, if you've ever been to Kingston, Jamaica, you know, town in Grenada ain't nothing. It's cool. It's very safe out here. Crime is very low. Ain't no issue. Crime is super low. It's very safe. Ain't nobody bothering you. It's all good. So, you're nice. You can go in a, in a town. You're all right. Obviously, people know you're tourists because they know you're tourists, right? But outside of that, it's super cool. Ain't no worries. You can travel by yourself like I am and everything's jiggy. You be fine. So, um, but oddly enough, and I mentioned this to someone, and this is just my personal journey, right? So for some reason, on this occasion, it feels I feel more vulnerable on this journey even though I actually know people here, and I'm going to get to that in a second. I know people here, I've been here before, I know how to get around kind of like the basic stuff. Yet still, I feel more vulnerable than I did when I came the first time, and I didn't know nobody, I didn't know shit, I just came on a whim, boom, didn't know nothing, I just went with it. So for some reason, and I think maybe that's just fear trying to step in and, 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 and mash up my thing. Um, but it feels a lot more challenging this time around. I'm not quite sure why I keep blaming that on money, but I'm, I don't know if that's that's entirely true, though there is some truth on that. But it's not entirely true. So anyway... Um, the other gem is, so I booked to stay at La Heligonia for two nights. Oh, I said they had a pool at La Heligonia, right? Nice pool, barbecue area, everything. Nice. So anyway, I booked two nights at Heligonia. And I was doing the your atypical traveler flex. Book two nights. I'm going to see how it goes. And take it from there. I had nothing else planned. Let me repeat it for the people at the back. I had nothing else planned. Nada. Now I had a few contacts. Been trying to sort out accommodation before I left England, all of that stuff. Nothing materialized. I was like, okay, well, I'll just go with this. I'll just put it into a prayer and meditate on manifesting a really peaceful place where I can just kind of be still, gather myself. And that's obviously a price that I can afford. Because in the Heligonia, um, it was off-peak, out of season, so that was £50 a night. And the price was going to go up anyway because it's coming into the peak season now, one. And two, I was like at 50 pounds a night. That's not sustainable for me because I'm actually going to be here for a few months. So anywho, fast forward, I contact um, a friend of a friend 
we've met a few times over the years, but it's been many years since I'd seen her. So I gave her a random call. What's up? Like, hey, sis, what's happening? This is where I'm staying. Sis told me to get in touch with you. I heard you're out here. It'd be great to catch up. She was like, cool, Shannon, it'd be great to catch up. What are you doing? Where are you staying? I said, I'm staying so-and-so. I was going to pick your brain about other places to stay. She's like, shit, I've got four bedrooms. My friend is leaving in a couple of days. You're welcome to come and stay with me. This is me. Oh, my God. My prayer has been answered for real. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. I was like, what? I'm quitting. So um, I technically stayed at La Heligonia for one full night. Uh, actually, did I sleep two nights? Why do I think I slept two nights? Anyway, I booked two nights, man. So I ended up moving to a place called Egmont, where I am still in Egmont. So Egmont is still in the southern part of the island, and it's out near a place called Calavini. It's in between Calavini and Westerhall. So up this part, Egmont is like... um, the place people stay when they've got a bit of money, kind of gated community. This is a place where people live when they've got a bit of money. Gated community kind of style. And it's beautiful, beautiful. I am in a house on a hill um, in the middle of nowhere. Lord have mercy on my soul. All day, every day I'd be praying. So anyway, as I said, my friend um, asked me to stay, offered me to stay. I'm like, yeah, cool. About three days later, I am now moved from just being a guest in the house to, ah, I need a bit of house sitting. I've got some business I need to take care of. So do you mind house sitting for me? For real? But like, just like that? Yeah, yeah, you're going to be fine. Oh my God, it's going to be beautiful for you. All right, then, hon, bye. Be back soon. I keep in touch. Shit me. So, gone from, I don't know where the arse I'm going to be staying, to house sitting, a house. So, I can't tell you how beautiful and blessed and grateful and magnificent, magnanimous this is. Don't get me wrong. So, when you come from the big city, you're accustomed to people being around you, right? Somebody is always around. Even if you've got your own yard, somebody is upstairs, somebody is next door, somebody is downstairs, somebody is across the road, somebody is behind your house, you have a main road, city living, okay? Ain't nothing never quiet in the city, ever. It is in Grenada, though. Like, it's like real quiet. And probably on this recording, you're going to pick up the nighttime creatures croaking because it's me and them. Me and them. Right about now is me and them. So it's um beautiful and challenging at the same time, but very, very, very grateful. Grateful beyond measure. But I will be moving from here soon. I know. I've got to take some more pictures and put it on the grammar lamp. 
So yeah, a house sitting. This we nicknamed it um, Egmont Towers or the Ivory Tower, house on the hill behind God's back. Um, and I am like Cinderella when I go out. Listen, it's a thirty-minute walk to the bus stop, right? Or to and from the bus stop, thirty minutes each way. Now I can make it in twenty because thirty minutes of walking in the hot sun it ain't no joke. So I can make it in 20, right? Oh, I'm sweating like, I'm sweating like I stole something. I'm sweating like, I'm sweating like I bathed in hot water and went out in the heat with the heater on in a coat with a full tracksuit underneath it, right? And uh, the walk, there is no street lights on that entire stretch of road. So for 30 minutes, where I am to the bus stop and back, there is no light. So if houses ain't lit, ain't no light. Sun sets here about 6.30 p.m. Ain't no light. So I'm like Cinderella. I gotta be back in the ends by half past five, the absolute latest. So by five o'clock, wherever I am, I'm like, da, 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 it's five o'clock. Yeah, gotta go. Yeah, 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 wonderful. Great talking to you. Gotta go. Yeah, gotta go now. Like right this second, I catch a bus. See ya. And it's about an hour. I usually like to leave a window of about an hour to catch a bus from wherever I am, even though it's probably about 40 minutes. But sometimes it's around an hour because I've got a factor in the walk, factor in the waiting time. It's two buses usually. So um, I need to make sure that by five o'clock I am I am in movement to return back to the house. Because ain't no bus comes on this route. It's off route. Taxis be charging up to $60, maybe even more when I hear the accent, $60 is around 20 pounds, uh, 20 pound every day ain't practical, it just ain't practical, so the best thing to do is make movements in the light. So you don't get catch out. That's how I'm moving people. So that's, I just wanted to just share the blessing now. That was a real, real blessing to wanted to share that. I'm just so touched that these things have been just kind of falling into my space. It's beautiful. Coming into carnival season at the moment, there's plenty of, plenty of parties. There's so many parties and so many raves and so many boat parties and so many events and so many, so many. Woo! It is pace out here, as they would say in Trinidad. It's pace, man. Brace yourself. Your body, your feet, your pocket. Why? Get ready. It's um, full-on party season. So I went to the semi-finals of the Soka Monarch 
on Friday, a weekend gone rather. And I gate, well, I didn't gate crash the event. Let me just, <laughs> let me just, before I go into gate crashing, because that would be my style to so just gate crash an event. But the event was in the country, like an hour's drive from town. I'm in town. So I, um, a friend of mine who had met here last year, um, I happened to just go and check him on Friday. And that's where I met another guy. Who's kind of cool. Anywho, the, they were they had already decided that they were going. So I'm like, I'm coming. They're like, all right, cool. We'll come pick you up. All right then. So we went to the Soccer Monarch event, and it's the first time I've been to Soccer Monarch. I think I gotta think about that. If it's the first time I've ever been to Soccer Monarch, I believe it is. I believe it was the first time. So basically, the Soccer Monarch is. The penultimate event for those artists, um, new and established on the island, who are soca artists, and basically you compete for the title of the soca monarch, king or queen, and cash prize, and a bigger portfolio, and excuse me, um, international touring opportunities, blah blah blah. It's not quite like X Factor, but I suppose in the preliminary rounds for those new new artists, it could be. But went to the semi-finals, which had about 31 acts on the board, which is quite a lot for a semi-final, because they're only going to do 10 for the final. Yeah, there's only 10 artists picked for the final of the so I went for what they call power soca which is the up tempo soca and the night before was the groovy soca which is a bit more kind of sing along style so yeah good turnout um I thought I thought it was all right I thought it was good um I was just disappointed where the crowd didn't kind of show love to everybody like they only kind of showed love to their favorite artists or the, the song that's been getting the most play on the radio or out on the buses or just in the barbershop. Outside of that, like people were just kind of like, yeah, I'm waiting for my artist. I'm not really interested in anybody else, which was a bit of a bummer really. But um, yeah, I had a nice night. It was nice to kind of catch up and rave and drink and yeah, man, it was cool. It was a good night. So the Saturday, which was the Saturday just gone, I... The same friend who was going out and who I get crashed, he was like, oh, Sharon, I was calling you to find if you want to come out to country for a drive. I'm like, hell yeah. So we ended up driving to the northest part of the island. Northest. Northernmost tip. Northernmost point of the island, which is Satyrs. And... Um, which was really cool. That took about maybe an hour and a bit as well to drive up. And that was really cool. My mate, his name is Ash, super entrepreneurial guy. Um, And it was just great listening to kind of his movements and just super inspired about what he's doing, what he plans to be doing. and, And I needed that. I needed to be around that. And even his friend who I met on Friday, Big up to Garfield from Arizona. Oh, Sharon is name and named. So yeah, um, big him up. 
he's super entrepreneurial also. So yeah, it was great to just be in that presence and just picking brains and just finding out what people are doing. And because I need that inspiration, I need to be in that company of 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 those who are doing better than me, so I can do better than me. So yeah, we went for the drive all the way up north, and then we ended up kind of making little stops on the way back. I've got some of the biggest pieces of cinnamon I have ever seen. Literally, they look like arms. I literally had a bag of baby arms, baby arms, also known as cinnamon. Bloody amazing. Bloody amazing. Them pieces of little bark that they're selling in the supermarket, out of order. What I got was literally tree cuttings. Literally. Delicious. I've been making cinnamon tea every day since. So um, we made some stops on the way back, stopped at this really nice beach called Bathways, really, you know, kind of the beach for the locals. And up in the country park is like the real Grenada. Like town is great, but, you know, real Grenadians live in the country. And that's just kind of how it is. And the real beauty of the island is in the country parks. It is a drive out. There are buses that take you up there. Ain't the most comfortable ride, but it's cheapest if you know you're on a budget and that. But you can take a tour. There are island tours in the region of about 100 US dollars and up and up. So I guess the more people in the vehicle, um, the better the price is. But you're looking at 100 US upwards for an island tour and it can take about to drive around the coastal point island probably about two hours maybe a little bit more maybe two two and a half hours um grenada is quite mountainous which is beautiful so um there's a lot to see many beaches many beaches many waterfalls as well so it'd be great if you if ever you do go to Grenada do come out of Grand do come out of town and go and see the country parts because that's that's really where it's at that's where it's the greenest the most lush coolest people there's always a lime someone's stringed up a speaker box somewhere particularly if it's weekend someone's cooking food there's always a corn soup available there's always some fried fish going from somewhere so it's really really worth the venture out um and ladies you're bound to meet some man who would um take you i'm just saying you know just saying so anyway uh, did that and then in the evening like I said we made some stops on the way back stopped at a couple of lines on the way down a couple of spots where speaker boxes got string up hey took a little line took a little wine and then came back to town and then went to a fete called Juve in July which was kind of like a paint and powder event back out in the country as well so one of my friends from London who I actually met here in Grenada um for the first time last year and then we just stayed in touch and then we managed to catch up again on her second trip big up to i am bianca mcdonald she's out here with her family and so we caught up again which is really really nice and so we went to the fet um the fet was a bit disappointing if i'm honest huge turnout huge turnout like that place was crowded but I like the crowd is kind of young for me and 
there wasn't enough powder and paint and whatnot, whatnot flinging. And I was not keen on the artists that they had on stage. I thought they weren't the best. They really weren't. And the night before, having listened to, been to the Soka Monarch event, it's like, well, why am I coming back to hear Soka Monarch artists that didn't make it? <laughs> why? Nah. So I wasn't keen on that bit. But, um, yeah, it was what it was. It was another event. And it was cool still. So, uh, that's it. Like, beach trips. And it's so funny, right? I... I'm always in a space where it's like, you know what? I can take or leave the beach. Like, I walk with my beach gear all the time because I can't always wear it. It just makes me sweat too much. But I always walk with it. Like, I'm walking with an overnight bag on a daily basis because of where I am, I'm behind God's back. You know, I might be out and about and it's a case of, oh, shit, I got, here's a little fet to go to or can't get back home for whatever reason or I'm out with friends and I didn't realize the time and shit 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 so I got my little overnight bag that I walk with so anyway I've always got my bikini I've always got a bikini in my bag and I'm like well I can take it or leave the beach you know like I don't mind going to sit on the sand I hate the fact that sand flies will just eat my ass but you know, I can take it or leave it. But whenever I get in the water, if something does all right, just get in the water, shall I just get in the water? Like, that whole vibe just changes. I'm not in the water. Like, shit. Did I just say I could just take it or leave it? You liar. This is freaking nice. Like, Grand Island Beach was never really my favourite beach, to be honest. But I'm of the belief that there are better beaches on my island than Grand Island. That's just my belief. But it has won a lot of awards. Apparently, it was one of the cleanest beaches in the Caribbean. Cleanest, most popular in the Caribbean, I believe, for 2018. Somebody told me. Grenadian. But the beach is beautiful. I guess um, whenever you do go, kind of move from the bits where it's busiest. Uh, there's like a busy beach bar and there's a couple of eat spots. Move away from those bits just to move out of that crowd. Because when you move to part of the beach where it's not so crowded, like the water. Oh, it's crystal clear, man. Crystal clear. And come evening time, that water is like bath water. It's so strange. It's the first beach I've ever gone to where it's cold in the day and it's warm in the night. When the sun goes down and it's dark, that water is warm. Bath water warm. But it's really, really lovely, really, really lovely. So um, you will go to Granite Beach if you ever come to Grenada because you can't not. But um, for some reason, I had this, this like, ah, I can take a leave the beach rule. I even walked the beach today. I didn't get a chance to go in because time was ticking. Cinderella had to be back home before dark. But um, I took a walk on the beach and I'm like, yeah. Tomorrow, I dive in. I gotta find a way to make that happen. I'm going to the country again tomorrow just for shits and giggles. I'm looking forward to that. Um, met my friend's friend. What true country man? So we pulled up at his house, right? My friend's doing some business with him. Pull up at the house, and my friend's beeping his horn, calling him, calling him, calling him. Man's not answering, beeping, beeping. Yo, yo, yo. About five minutes later, man comes to the door 
cutlass dragging, you know, big cutlass in hand, he's just dragging. He's like, why you never phone me first? I tell you to call me first before you come, didn't I tell you that? Yeah, 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 my friend said, yeah, but, you know, I thought I'd just take a chance and come. Nah, man, supposed to phone me. Can't just turn up here, so, but shit, boy. Man had the cutlass in his hand the whole time he was talking, you know, the whole time. I just sat in the car like a, a good little tourist, shut my mouth. But um, he was also the same man that gave me the bag of tree bark cinnamon and invited me back for roast breadfruit. But told me I need to put on some jeans or some leggings because the sandflies were on a next level. Next level. Even he's like, what? You come up here? Sandflies are bad, you know? They're bad. No, for real. You could hear them and see them in the daytime. Like, they were just wafting through the air like, everyone of you is getting yam up today. So I was like, you know what? I'm wearing this little shorts play suit with a little stringy, string sleeve. No sleeve, stringy, no sleeve. No, I can't. I'm not getting out of the car. My citronella had finished. I'm practically scraping the bottle of citronella with my little finger. No, Joey, it was empty. I was like, I ain't getting out of this car. So my friend gets up, obviously, because he's the one there to do business. He's doing the dance, which was hilarious. Trying to avoid getting bit, and he gets back in the car full of bites. Man ain't even been out there five minutes full of bites. He's like, Sharon, I think it's really unfair that you sat in the car and didn't get any biases. I mean, nah, man, you're here for your business. I am just a passenger. <laughs> I didn't get up to shit, boy. Sat in that AC one time. One time. And even in the car, I'm killing freaking sandflies, the little bastards. I want to send a shout out to... Daisy Jones at Daisy underscore D Jones on Insta. So I had posted a picture on Instagram. Uh, like when, maybe the first couple of weeks I've got here, first week or so. And Daisy messaged me saying, I really like the pic. Glad you've, glad you've started traveling again. And she's like, oh, Daisy from US. And I'm like, Daisy, Daisy. When I looked at it, Daisy, who is from the US, we met last year in Aruba. Also randomly, she was on vacation with her family. And, you know, I had been living out in Aruba for four months of my life. So I had met them and they were asking me for directions or things to do, one of the two. And I was talking to them one moment having a sip and I said they were like oh you've got an accent we from so from London blah 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 I've been out here for a few months I've been traveling blah 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 they're like oh my god that's amazing and Daisy started following me on Instagram as I told her oh my Instagram handle is at Hotfoot Rooms I'm not expecting her to start following me I don't you know I don't have the expectation per se but lo and behold She'd been following me and she noticed my picture. Yeah, it was probably the first week that I'd been here. Noticed my picture and she commented. She goes, I'm so glad you started traveling again. Um, how you been? And I said, Yeah, I've been great. Thank you for um 
thank you for, you know, contacting me. And I said the call to travel was um, pulling me quite hard and I had to listen. She's like, I'm so, I'm so happy to hear that. So I was really touched, actually, for her just to kind of touch base with me. So I just wanted to send her a shout out. And I want to shout out my friend, Mikey Gusto. Mikey Gusto gave me some really good feedback on my podcast. And I really appreciated that. So I told him, actually, what you need to do is comment in the app or send me an audio comment and I'll stick it on the show. He's like, I will do, I will do. I'm just getting over the hay fever, you know. My throat's gone. In fact, no problem. But I was very grateful. So, yeah, I just want to shout out those two people in particular. So, anyway, the last time, um, last time we spoke, or I spoke to you, I told you I'd have been applying for work and stuff, right? Because, you know... Traveling hasn't started coming into my world for free just yet. That hasn't happened for me just yet. I know it will do because I'm, you know, I'm calling it in and all of that great stuff. But um, at the moment, I'm shelling out from purse, you know. So I've been applying for remote work for months and months. Excuse me. I'm not tired. I'm just, um, I'm just heat shook. Because it's hot tonight, man. Flipping heck. It's really, really warm. It's really super humid. Which has just kind of come out of nowhere. It's been the mad rainy season. And wow, when Caribbean rain falls, blood sea. This sounds like your roof is caving in. Um, and then the sun comes back out again and it's all back to normal. And then the cycle continues. So it's super muggy. I might have rained in the early hours of the morning, I think, and then last night, but um, didn't rain in the day. It may rain again tonight. I hope not, because the rain brings the insects, but, yeah, the mosquitoes are biting, and the humidity is high. Yeah, man? So, anyway, yeah, I've been looking for work on the remote front, and I'd applied for a role with a UK company um, working as a... HR officer for a UK company. I've got significant HR experience and I was like, well, I am kind of over-experienced with the role, but hey, who is counting the fact that I'm over-experienced? I'm counting the fact that the job pays well for the level and it's 100% remote and so is the company. So it's all good. It's a UK company. I guess I'm going to get paid in pounds. So it's all jiggy. I'm like, whoop de whoop. I'm ready. Uh, I got to the second stage of a four-stage process. And I was not successful at securing the employment. So I was really gutted about that, actually. Like, super gutted. Um, because that was going to be my little, I was, was going to say meal ticket, that's not quite right. My safety blanket, my cushion. Maybe the lesson for learning is that safety net and cushion 
It's not, not for you, honey bunny. Not for you. You came out here free falling. Yeah, but I keep doing it. I'm like, oh my, but my, my, I, I, but I, but I can't. And I, so, no. And I remember telling my friend, right? One of my friends out here. She was like, oh, you didn't get the job. This means, no, nah, I'm gutted. She's like, ah, oh, all right. She's like, I don't feel sorry for you. Excuse me, no, nah, I don't feel sad that you didn't get the job. It's not like it was your heart's desire, was it? See, if it was your heart's desire and it was a reflection of your talents, then I'd be like, damn. But as you're saying it's just a job to make money, excuse me, nah, it's sad for you. I think you should just focus on the things that you love, Sharon. And bless her, she's been trying to get me to get on the mic to sing. And yes, I do sing. Uh, and it's like super scary for me. I never really shared that side of me, but it is overdue, not time to, overdue to, to kind of step up into that, that level of my creativity consistently. So it's not like I've never done it before. I have done it. I performed and, and write songs, recorded music and stuff like that. I've done all of that kind of sporadically and done lots of workshops and kind of vocal voice lessons and stuff like that. So I've done, I've definitely done a few things and there's so much more for me to do and learn. And I've been on stage before too, a few times too. But um, I definitely need to step into it being, not just being a few times, but actually probably moving into a few times a week rather than a few times over a course of a couple of years. So, it's not you people, I promise. I'm just a bit sunstruck. I didn't get sunstroke. It was just more, it's hot. And my eyes look like I've been smoking marijuana. But that's not true. I haven't been. Intend to start drinking some marijuana tea just for shits and giggles. Um, I've never been a smoker of anything, I don't get high. Um, I don't know why people ask me if I do lines or anything like that because I really don't do anything of that nature. I don't take no pills of no kind, um, I don't inject nothing, nada. So I'm not like your get high person. If you're looking for someone to get high with Amy, but if you drink rum, I drink rum, we good. So that's my high. So, uh, but yeah, I do. I would like to try a bit of the old marijuana tea with a nice dollop of good quality manuka honey. I just envisage that's going to be quite tasty. I don't know why. That's going to be quite tasty. Maybe throw in a, um, a stick of cinnamon. Grate some nutmeg on top. Why? Maybe some ginger. Why? That's going to be nice, man. That's going to be quite delicious, I think. So anyway, that um, is about as high as I'd probably ever get, if at all. So yeah, I didn't get that job. Was gutted. Uh, it is time to move on from gutted. 
But yeah, I was a bit gutted. I'm not going to lie. Fucking hell. Gutted, man. Like, shit, me. Back to the, uh, not even back to the drawing board. I better make a new drawing board. Better create something from slate right about now because what I was working on ain't working. That's not for you. Clearly not. I did send them an email, detailed email asking for some feedback. Yeah. That's been a week. I had shit back. So, you know, it is what it is, what it is, what it is. So what else has been going on? So I've been on a few dates with a few, one or two people that I've met. Um, I posted a picture of me at one of one of the waterfalls here because Grenada has quite a lot of waterfalls and they're really beautiful. But this is one I'd not been to before called Mount Carmel, right out in the country parts. It's about maybe about a good, probably about 45 minutes away from Grand Ants. It's a good half an hour. In fact, it might be more than that, probably closer to an hour from Grand Ants because it was about 40 minutes from me and I'm a good 20 plus minutes away from Grand Ants in the car. So, yeah, met a dude and his family all at the same time. So I met him with his brother and his sister-in-law and one of his besties. And I was out for a drink with one of my friends, one of my male friends, my friend's boyfriend. So that was good that they had got talking before I did. So at least I felt comfortable that somebody had knew this guy in advance of me going anywhere with him. So the next day we went to the waterfall, you know, first date, I'm in a bikini, you know. Shit. It's quite intimate for a stranger, isn't it? I thought, so if you see the pictures, I didn't show any of those pictures. Just pictures of me. But um, I shared them with a couple of friends of mine, and they're like, yeah, that don't look like a first date, yeah. Look like you've known each other for a while, you <laughs> So, yeah, we had a good time. We've been out a few times since. He's a nice guy. Grenadian, born and bred, younger than me. Uh, you know, if somebody reminds you of your ex, I don't really think that they should be a next. You know? I just was like, eh. I mean, he don't look nothing like no ex I've been with. But just kind of, you know, him as a person reminds me of my ex from about 10 years ago. It's like, yeah, but I'm 10 years on. I don't really want to meet that again, do I? And me and that ex are actually quite cool. I don't usually do friends with exes and that kind of shit. Like, I'm usually super cordial with people, but it's not like, yeah, with brethren, I call you up birthday, New Year's and all of that stuff. Happy New Year, my girl, what's your resolution? I don't care. We don't need to give no more business about your life I'm happy that you're alive absolutely do you know what I mean even the even the um individuals who have who have done the most fucked up shit I ain't wishing death on them I would never do that we had a relationship and it was good before it stopped being good so I would never wish that on them I had gone through periods where I ain't fucking talking to that motherfucker again Bitch could be burning. He ain't getting my spit. 
But um, but now I'm like, it's all good. Everything, all things are lessons that the universe will have me learn. So ain't no point in me harboring ill will over a motherfucker from 10 years ago or whatever, however many years ago, it's done. So, um, but like I said, yeah, I don't really do the friend thing, but I'm cordial with everybody. In fact, most of them is all love, like, you know, hugs and kisses and everything wonderful in between. And this particular ex who this guy reminds me of, me and him is super cool. Like he refuses for us not to be friends. Like that ain't for us not to be friends. That was never an option. It was never an option that we were not going to be friends as far as he was concerned. Like, I tried to duck that, brother. I tried to duck them calls, them messages. I really did. I aired him out many times. And he was like, hi, Sharon. How are you? And then I'll bump into him at Carnival or bump into him somewhere else. Or he'll just randomly message me from, like, his new number. Hi, Sharon. It's my new number. How's things? I was in your area the other day. I'm like, this dude ain't going nowhere. And I just accepted it, man. They're like, yeah, you're a good person. You're a good person, and I love the fact that when we were together, you, you know, you loved me for me and never wanted me to be anything else, which is all good. But, you know, I was a lot older than he was, and he wasn't that ready for more. He's doing great right now. Really, really great. I ain't got no regrets on that, but he's doing well. Um... I hope he finds a wife. I really do. And he deserves a wife. So anyway, this geezer, this new dude, reminds me a little bit of him. A lot of him. Like the ex was living with his parents and stuff, and this new dude living with his parents. And for me, and my big countdown to 43 years old, I'm going to be 43 on the 9th of August. Um... Yeah, I can't believe it either, I know. You know, being in a relationship with a man who lives with his parents, that's just not... That's just not the one. It's just not the one for me. I'm like, there's other women that are cool with that. Dang cool. I ain't never been cool, to be honest. Even in my fucking teens... When I moved out, I thought everybody should move out. Fuck it. I left home. They ain't, ain't, why haven't you left home yet? Shit, that's what you're supposed to do. You should have left home by now. That was my argument. And I feel even more strongly at Big 43. Like, who is trying to sit up on the sofa with your parents? Talking about the queen or whatever it is. Nah, mate. That ain't happening. That is not happening. So... Yeah, nice guy though. You know he's cool, and we'll 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 hang out some more maybe. I mean, we shall see what 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 what's going to happen. And there's a couple other people that I've met, you know. Um, my radar is open. I have said several times that listen, I'm speaking into existence. Husband season is upon the eye. Okay, so listen. God, universe, nature, all my angels and everybody else. Sharon Harris needs a husband, you know. I'm not really, it's, it's I'm past a boyfriend flex. That boyfriend could have, would have been like a many moons ago. 
But like, since I've been rowing the single boat for a really long time, let's just upgrade it to the fullest level. And there's, I'm like a husband. And I uh, also want someone that wants to have kids. Because like, if you don't want more kids or no kids at all, then I ain't the one for you. So I'd like to pop out one child. I mean, I'd like two or three, really, because I think only children are a bit odd. But yeah, I, I am asking for a healthy child in a beautiful union. So yeah, that's my prayer. Been putting it out. We shall see what happens. Because it's going to happen, obviously. Hey, good people. It is the end of another episode of the Hot Foot Rooms podcast. Hot Foot Rooms podcast. I am your host, Sharon Harris. Follow me on Instagram at Hot Foot Rooms. Like, share, comment, subscribe, all of the above. Um, yeah, man, hit me up. Let me know what you think, what you want to hear, whatever. Just, you know, let me know, you know, I'm out here in the wilderness. So yeah, I'm going to be out in Grenada for a little while to come. God willing. So, uh, yeah, there'll be some more Grenada updates for sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, it's the end. Wow, wow, wow. Be good, people. Uh, walk good and um, keep roaming, people. You know, when you hear this quote, the show is over. Those who roam are not always lost. Keep roaming, people. Thank you and goodbye.